The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back to Johnny B Show. It is Wednesday night, super short show. Man, I just like I just uh, blew my nose and my ears popped, and now everything sounds four times louder than it sounded before. So I don't know if I'm at my right ear level or what's going on. It's weird, Will. Oh my God, it, you're you're deaf. So if if you could, yeah. if you had your headphones up that high, uh-huh. is it, are they as high as they could go right now? I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, I am at my home studio. Uh, Will is at his home studio. Kelly is uh, running the board for us tonight, doing a great job. She's awesome. Aw, thanks. Love you. You're the best. I love you guys. Yeah, Will and I, uh, we are we are now statistics, and uh, we will be broadcasting from home for, you know, at least, uh, at least a couple of weeks, probably. So, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I've been told that I shouldn't even leave my house. I don't know about you, Will. Have you been told that? Yeah, for 10 days. Yeah, that's what I. That's I think what they told me too. I'm gonna try because I tested on Monday, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to go see if I can get a test like Sunday maybe or Saturday because, like I said, mm-hmm. I think I had it last Wednesday. Right. So this week that would be 10 days. We'll see. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna just wait ten days and then take it. So it's fine. Um, yeah, we're both uh, we're we're both positive. I mean, we're always positive people. You know what I mean? I'm not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh. Anyway, uh, let's go to the phones now. A man that is, uh, from everything I see, very very healthy and. Uh, I don't know how many weeks in a row this is. Uh, I think it's I think it's three 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 weeks in a row. We're doing victory, not victory Monday. It's victory Wednesday because we had the election yesterday. Uh, let's go to the hotline and get Rhett Matthew on the line from the Cannon Fire Podcast. Hey Rhett, what's up, bud? What is going on, fellas? Uh, hoping to get you healthy soon, but um, <laughs> I'm doing great. Like you had mentioned, awesome. three wins in a row. Uh, oh, an yeah. ugly win is still a win, but doesn't matter. Doesn't show up as an asterisk on the record. So Buccaneers are six and two, and uh, I-, I couldn't be happier. Isn't it crazy? It's the first time we started six and two since 2002, and I don't know if people remember what happened that year, but uh, it went really well for the Bucks. The uh, the last time the Bucks started six and two was like you said, the Super Bowl season, and then the last time before that was 1979 when they I made remember. their first conference championship appearance. So I mean. To say that that record holds some historic significance is definitely an understatement. So, uh, you know, as of right now, Tampa Bay's destiny is in their own hands for sure. Now, I know your parents were probably not even out of high school yet. Or not not even in. Oh, oh yeah. Let me do, I, on, they, they weren't born yet. But I remember I was at that 1979 NFC Championship game. And I remember crying. I remember it vividly. I remember crying walking through the parking lot when we lost and uh, getting in my dad's uh, Gremlin was the car he owned at the time. And I remember him saying to me, hey, 
don't be a pussy. It's a football game. And I'm like, love, Dad. <laughs> Seven years old, crying like, like a little bitch boy. Yeah. And my dad just dogging me out. You know, come on. He's like, come on. He's like, this team's only been around for three years. I mean, you can't be that attached to him. I'm like, this is my team. Papa. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. So, uh, but, but you know, I've let those wounds heal. Everything's fine. Um yeah, that game was that game was weird Monday. It, like I don't know what's going on with this team in prime time, but it really felt like the Chicago game. I couldn't understand why we didn't just mop the floor with the New York Giants. I mean, what the hell happened, Rhett? I, I, I in my opinion, I think it simply came down to the Bucks kind of overlooking New York. Going mm-hmm. into this game, you have all the reason in the world to overlook a one and six opponent when you're five and two. I think they were looking ahead at, you know, the weight that this Sunday's game against the Saints holds, and they had just kind of disregarded the Giants, who, while they are 1-6, they are a tough-playing football team. They are a hard team to beat. You know, you look at the rest of their schedule, they got a couple of games that they were in until the very last minute or until Daniel Jones just decided to F things up. But yeah. they played hard. I don't know if the Bucks were expecting it. They got caught slipping. First half for Brady was terrible. Um, he really didn't play that good of a first half. But it is it, it is ironic that it all happens on prime time. Whenever the Bucks are on a national stage, it's almost like they're scared to be there. Like they kind of forget how to play on that stage. Something about playing at night. I don't know if it's something different that goes through their heads. And you know, like you said, it did feel like the Chicago game in a lot of ways. As much as I hated to admit it, the uh, the referees for most of that contest. People want to talk about the last play of the game, but I mean they were uh, they were pretty gracious in their spots of the ball for both teams throughout the evening. There were quite a few head scratching penalties that were called, but yeah, something about the Bucks in prime time just does not agree, and uh, that's what we saw Monday night. But normally, when we play those types of games, we see them lose, and this time we saw them find a way to win. Albeit it was ugly, ugly wins are still wins, and like we've said a bunch of times, Bucks are six and two, so. You know, ugly football game, yeah, but sometimes you got to win them ugly. I mean, it is kind of crazy, man, when you look at it. Like, uh, six and two, it, it's astounding. But when you look at it as a half of a season and you think, if they can replicate that, they're a 12 and four team. That is, that's, that's maybe uh, your division winner. It's easily, uh, you know, a playoff team. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, a, a high-seeded playoff team, but you know, and at this point, they can almost limp in. They they can go on a, a two or three-game losing streak and still make the playoffs. When you start six and two, mathematically, you know, and I don't want to jinx them, but mathematically, your odds are way up there for making the playoffs. And they added a team this year, and now they're talking about with the competition committee, with uh, with COVID and the concerns about teams maybe losing a game, that they may even add another playoff team. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, the Bucks, the, the games that we struggled, we had injuries that really that really hurt us. We lost that first game because, you know, quite frankly, we, we weren't ready. And we played against a team that already were they were already established. They already had chemistry. They, they pretty much brought back the same team from last year. Um, and then the other the other, you know, the Chicago game, we, we, we were playing, you know, uh, Grayson. Who oh, I was so happy when I saw that he was the one that they uh they they let go when we got Antonio Brown. I was like, good move, man. But um, yeah, we were throwing the ball to like nobodies, and now 
we're not only healthy. Mike Evans is coming coming into uh, New Orleans on Sunday, 100% is what they said today. Um, today we had Antonio uh, Brown in practice running around. They said he looks he looks like he never took any time off. He looks uh, physically perfect. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and we may even have Chris Godwin back. You know, he had surgery on his finger, and he may even be back. So, but if he isn't, we're good. We got Brown. We got we got Miller. We got you know uh, Johnson. I don't know why Mickens is out there throwing to get your catching passes. I don't know why he's in the offense, but he was. <laughs> you know, that was weird, right? Jade on on Mickens. While I agree, I don't think he should have been targeted as many times as he was. Um, he was one of the unsung heroes from Monday night's game. Like some of the catches that he had, he had a fourth down conversion, which was critical late in the game. I think another catch that he had, I think he had two catches that were big fourth down conversions, or one of them was like mm-hmm. a third and 11 or something like that. But a lot of his catches were pretty critical. He had some good returns. I would say this is his best game of the season returning the ball. Um, but yeah, I don't think Jadon Mickens needs to really be your go-to guy when Chris Godwin isn't out on the field. <laughs> right. And similar to certain games that we've seen before, without Chris Godwin out there, you know, if Mike Evans isn't a hundred percent and you don't have Chris Godwin, this offense sucks. It plain and simple. You know, Tom is still going to be Tom Brady, but sometimes he just can't do it all by himself when you don't have somebody out there to. I guess just take the load off of them. You know, this offense on Monday night looked bad until halfway through the third quarter when they finally decided to start throwing the football to Rob Gronkowski and he got him on the board, you know? So it was, it was one of those things where without Chris Godwin definitely throws a wrench into what this offense can bring to the table. But with this Sunday, he's 50, 50. I think Antonio Brown is another interesting concept because as you had mentioned, Mike Evans feeling more healthy, that's going to be a big deal. But if you've got AB out there and Mike Evans is a hundred percent healthy, uh, again, if they don't have Chris Godwin, I would prefer that they did because this is the biggest game of the season for them so far. It's crazy to think that week nine is coming up and we're talking about playing for the division lead. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, there's just a lot of possibilities with that offense, and it really helps when Chris Godwin is out there. If he isn't, Antonio Brown, I think, can step it up and get it done. He looks ready to go. But I'm just interested to see how they come out, and at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to a really good game on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not worried about the uh, the offense too much. Now, what I am concerned about the defense. Okay, it, it seems to seems to me the Giants somehow found a way to expose our our run defense. They gashed us a few times, which blew my mind. I was like, how are the Giants with a running back nobody's ever heard of before? Uh, just just gutting us you know on these on these on these uh these a gap dives i i was i was really kind of taken aback by that you know because we're getting ready to play alvin Kamara, and alvin Kamara's his production's gone up every week he's also catching the ball like crazy uh drew Brees with uh with his noodle arm like he really his arm is showing age so he's throwing a lot of smart passes he's a smart quarterback he's dumping the ball to Kamara a lot. Uh, Devin White isn't, that's uh, might be his biggest weakness is covering, uh, you know, running backs out on the pass. So that has me super concerned because it, it seems like uh, the, the Giants were dinking and dunking us for a while there. Our defensive line really wasn't getting the pressure on, on uh, Daniel Jones the way 
uh, they did last year even. So I'm a little concerned. If we don't get to Drew Brees, if we don't put his ass on the ground, is he going to dump it off to Kamara all day? And, and, and you know, and, and we have to deal with that crap. And it's just going to be a shootout. And it's going to come down to, to turnovers. I mean, what the hell is going to happen? Is it going to be a 42 to 35 game? Or are we going to find a way to, uh, to, to seal that up and to shut Kamara down? No, I, I think this is going to be a game where you're going to lean more on the offense to just keep a minute. Um, Will Golson went on the COVID list today. I don't know if you had seen that, but that's a really big blow to the mm-hmm. center of that defensive line. And, I mean, he could be ready to go because he didn't test positive. He just he was in close contact with somebody outside of the facility, so a family yeah. member or something who tested positive. So he could be good to go for Sunday, but right well, now he said He said, real, real quick, Rhett, he said on social media that he's already had it. And that he yeah. is, uh, he recovered earlier in the summer, I guess, and he's he's just following protocol. I think he's very confident he'll be there Sunday, though. So, oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, when it comes to the game plan on Sunday night, um, you know the Giants, looking back at the way that they were able to exploit this defense, that's kind of been a weak spot of this defense all year long. Is you know the running back screens, dumping it out to the flat, just getting a guy in space who isn't very far downfield. The Bucks never really have an answer for it. It's always a guaranteed seven, eight, or nine yards, depending on when you get that, uh, you know, when you get that throw out there. But the Giants had a good game plan. Jason Garrett had it pretty well drawn up in the first half, and, and the Giants just on offense and defense, they had a very good game plan for the Buccaneers. You brought up Drew Brees and his noodle arm. It's going to be a similar style of offense, I think, between New York and New Orleans. Um, just because, you know, New Orleans, they don't move the ball downfield as much. They really don't take the shots that they used to, uh, used to. And that's, you know, Drew Brees just can't do it anymore. But that's where the Bucks get exposed is on those short yardage passes, on those, you know, getting the ball out very quickly. And, um, you know, Evan brought it up on the show like three weeks ago, and people kind of gave him some flack for it. But before the Raiders game, he was like, I'm really concerned about how this, or how this defensive line can bring pressure with only four guys. Because we talk about the genius of Todd Bowles and how he's a blitz master and all this stuff, right? The blitzes are great. Bucks are, uh, are going to blitz the hell out of you, and they're going to confuse you and, and all this stuff. But if you can't bring pressure with four, when I mean, you've got Adamica Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Shaq Barrett on the line, I'd love to see a little more out of Shaq Barrett. And, uh, yeah, I am concerned about the pressure because Drew Brees, as we know, is one of those guys in the NFL who gets the ball out faster than pretty much anybody. So mm-hmm. it could be a long afternoon, and I'm looking for the offense to just step it up and, and really be humming on Sunday night. But, um, yeah, it, it is definitely an interesting storyline because with Will Golston kind of being up in the air, uh, there's a lot of possibilities to how I think they play. But I will say – I don't know if it's a bold prediction, but I don't think Camaro runs all over us like the Giants' fourth-string running back did. Hmm, we'll see. Um, also, uh, I didn't like seeing his name pop up uh, as another NFC Player of the Week because I like for this guy to stay under the radar so that the the curse doesn't jump all over him. But uh, kudos to Ryan Suckup, who got uh, he was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Um, it's so funny, uh, the irony, and I saw people tweeting about this. Uh, last year, we lost to the Giants because of a kicker. This year, the kicker was very instrumental in us winning against the Giants. So uh, thank you, Ryan Suckup, for not sucking. Uh, he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of Zoom time uh, yesterday, which I thought was really, really cool. But 
yeah, just keep up the good work, buddy. Steady as you go. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just uh, just keep putting them through the uprights. That's all we need. All right, let's get some predictions uh, for Sunday night. We talked about it a little bit. By the way, shout out to uh, anybody leaving side splitters. Uh, the Calta and Kelly live show was tonight, and I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing videos and pictures pop up right now on my social media. The, the Steve Byrne, I guess, was in the house. Will, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, and, I saw that. And uh, they had Crazy Patty on stage, and I can hardly wait to see what happened there. Okay, let's get to our (laughs) predictions. Uh, We have the Bucks versus the Saints, 8.30 uh, Sunday night football. Pretty excited about it. Um, Will, what do you think? Let's go to Will first. Oh, man. So I warned that that game against Mm -hmm. the Giants – I, although I did say that they were going to blow them out. But I said yeah. that teams tend to play down to their opponents sometimes, and they did that. Thankfully, they limped out of that Giants game with a victory. The Saints are a different story. Saints don't seem like they're the team of last year and years past, but they're still a very good football team. And, of course, they beat them in uh, week one. So I think that the Bucks get their revenge this week. I think they do not take the Saints lightly at all. And I'm very excited to see Antonio Brown suit up in a Bucks uniform, see what he can do. I think the Bucks are going to win, but not by a, a, a huge amount. I think they're going to win um, 31-24. Ooh, okay. All right. Who's the MVP? MVP will be, I'm going to say Antonio Brown. How about that? Ooh, right out of the I gate. I like that. I like that a lot, buddy. You get one of these. Cheesy as hell. Uh, by the way, last week I said uh, the, the MVP would be Jamel Dean, and he got uh, he got roasted a couple times. That's my bad, Jamel. Sorry I put that on you. I put that put that nastiness on you. Um, all right, what do you say, Rhett? What's going to happen? Biggest game of the season for the Bucks, and, and to be quite frank, biggest game I think we have ever talked about here on the Bucks break, and the biggest game I know for a fact we have ever talked about on CFP as well. Like Will said, I don't think the Bucs are going to get punked again by New Orleans this season. I think they're going to show up ready to play. They have been looking forward to this since before the Giants game, which is why they almost lost. So I think they win a close one, a little bit higher scoring than what we've seen. I guess not really. But 34-31, to 31, your final score. Ryan Suckup has himself a couple of field goals, and he is instrumental on the last drive of the game, 34-31. to 31. And uh, my MVP... He had kind of a bad game against the Giants. I know you talked about it a little bit, but I, I think Devin White comes out, and he is really a big part shutting down Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think he's going to play sideline to sideline really well, just like he always does, and he is going to have a superb day shutting down the run attack of New Orleans. So uh, number 45 is my MVP. I wanted to pick Mr. Big Chess, Antonio Brown, but um, will beat me to it. But I'm looking forward to Antonio Brown having a big day, but Devin White in particular is my guy to watch. Very, very nice. Now, I know you guys are going to think I'm insane when I predict this blowout, right? Here's why. Hear me out. We said the Giants game reminded us of the Chicago game, right? And it really did, except we won. But we won barely, just like Chicago beat us barely. Now, what did the Bucks do the very next week? They didn't just bounce back. They smacked Green Bay around They had no penalties, no sacks allowed, no turnovers. They were pissed off. By the way, Tom Brady, still no interceptions. How many weeks in a row? Okay. Anyway, so uh, I think that they bounce back just like they did. They're pissed off. 
Tom Brady doesn't lose two games in a row. It just doesn't happen. I think it's happened four times in his career. Uh, so they're going to come back strong. They, they already have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to the Saints. They hate them. Uh, there's also the, the you know, the, the I guess the forever long stat that a lot of teams uh, don't lose twice to the same team in a year. It's hard to beat a team twice in the same year. So uh, I believe we bounce back strong. I believe Drew Brees gets knocked out of this game. He's already playing with a gimpy shoulder. I think somebody finishes that shoulder off. I think we see Taysom Hill come in, and I think uh, that stupid Swiss Army knife gets uh, the fork and the spoon ripped off of it. I'd love for him to play some more. Please play Taysom Hill, because Devin White will knock your damn helmet off. That's what I want to see. So I think the Bucs beat the Saints uh, 27 to 10 will be the final score. 27 to 10, Bucks win at home against 5,000 just uh, uh, just crazed Bucks fans. That's what they'll be, including uh, Big Nasty, just going nuts. And the MVP, ah, the MVP will be Tristan Wirfs because he will shut down Cam Jordan, uh, allowing uh, Tom Brady to be Tom Brady and throw three th- three touchdown passes. So there you go. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That's the way it's going to happen. Uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find you on the Cannon Fire podcast and all the social media. Yes, yeah, sir. So if you guys want to check out the podcast, once again, it is the Cannon Fire podcast, available on anywhere, uh, any platform you get a podcast. And then you can also check it out with video over on YouTube. Uh, we got some pretty cool content over there. Uh, so make sure you go subscribe. And then you can find it on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. And last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. And if you follow me, I promise I will follow you back. What a sweet, sweet man. And all you podcast listeners out there uh, from the Cannon Fire uh, Podcast, you can uh, follow and interact with myself and Will on Twitter at Johnny B Comedy, at Johnny B Show, at home underscore made underscore man. Uh, Rhett, we will talk to you Monday on what I hope to be a victory Monday uh, coming up on the show. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Biggest game of the season, and it's going to be a fun one. Go Bucks, fellas. Wear the, wear the Mike Evans jersey. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. <laughs> See you. Looking forward to it. Bye, guys. Later, pal. There you go. Uh, Rhett Matthew, Cannon Fire Podcast. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we only got one break left. We will do our shout-outs. We will pick a top tweet. And if we have time, we'll tell you all the stupid-ass holidays that are happening tomorrow. Why am I screaming? I don't know. I can't breathe. Yes, I can. All right, we'll be right back. It's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S.com, and save 15% with promo code DEAL.